Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. From KQD in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. Oakland teachers went out on strike yesterday after they say their negotiations with the school district collapsed. Everybody rise up! You say rise up! Oakland teachers have long struggled with low salaries and poor working conditions, and this is the third time over the past few years that they have struck. The district, for its part, has been roiled by disputes over how and whether to close schools as enrollment has fallen. No matter which side they're on, parents are some combination of resigned and angry. We'll talk with reporters on the scene and try to bring you a sense of what's really happening and what's at stake. That's coming up next, after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about the teacher strike in Oakland The district has been struggling financially, and teachers have long been paid poorly. It's the latest in a series of difficult moments for the district following a brutal fight over a school closures plan. So, look, a labor negotiation is contentious by design, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But on this show, we talk with each other, and we try to understand what's happening. So let's just keep that in mind as we get into this show. First up, we've got Jill Tucker, K-12 education reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you. And we've got Aaron Baldessari, housing affordability reporter here at KQED. Welcome, Aaron. Hi. So, Aaron, you were out on the pickup on the picket lines. How many people did you see striking? Kind of what was the mood out there? Yeah, so I was at the Manzanita Seed Elementary School in Oakland's Fruitvale neighborhood in the morning. There were Dozens of teachers out there, um, really at every entrance to the school, carrying those bright green, um, safe, uh, you know, on strike um, posters, wearing their black and green Oakland Education Association shirts. And, you know, at the rally in uh, Frank Ogawa Plaza in downtown Oakland, there were hundreds of people out there. Um, And, you know, the mood was really, um, you know, there's a lot of energy out there, but Mm -hmm. also a lot of frustration. You know, I think teachers are 
really frustrated. As you said, this is, you know, uh, there's been a number of strikes. Um, one teacher I talked to, Luz Chavez at the Manzanita Seed Elementary School, said it's the fourth strike she's uh, participated in in her more than 10 years with the district. Mm-hmm. And she's just tired of having to come back uh, to the picket line to mm-hmm. fight for their demands. How about parents? Did you get a chance to talk to any of them? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, the, you know, parents are kind of split. Um, you know, some parents are, you know, put out a petition urging the union not to strike. You know, we're coming out of distance learning. Uh, there have been other disruptions to school. So they want to see students in school. And, you know, other parents I talk to are really in support of, of mm-hmm. uh, the teachers. They say they're fighting for the same things that they want for their kids. Yeah. I mean, it is Oakland after all. Uh, yeah. uh, we are talking about Oakland's teacher strike. We would love to hear from you. Are you a student? You might be home right now. Are you a student or parent in OUSD? Talk to us about how you're feeling about this strike and the conditions that teachers have, generally speaking, in the schools. You can give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can email comments, questions to forum at kqed.org. Or you can find us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're KQED Forum. Um, Jill Tucker, as I was kind of reading around, trying to read both the stories and in between the lines of the stories, this one's, this strike has been a little bit hard for me to figure out because it seems like both the district and the teachers are actually pretty close on salaries. So what's going on? Why the, what feels like a quick strike? Yeah, it, it actually is um, somewhat of a, a quick strike, if you will, and 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 figuring out what exactly is going on behind the scenes at the table um, is tough. You know, that's not always public information. So the public and the media are, uh, you know, dependent on each side to provide information. But uh, this is a strike. The the two sides have been bargaining for several months back into the fall. Um, sometimes, you know, these negotiations can go on for over a year before we might see a strike or something like that. So, uh, but this strike is a little different. This strike is based on a, a claim of an unfair labor practice by the union, um, and their accusation is that the district hasn't been bargaining in good faith. Hmm. And so they are relying on part of the labor law that allows them to go on strike before they finish the bargaining process. So, hmm. so far, there has been no uh, impasse. There's been no fact-finding, and there's been no mediation. Did you, you know, as you were following this, it seemed like Wednesday... Uh, night that they were very close to coming to some sort of um, uh, conclusion. You know, there were people are putting out kind of positive statements. So it's, was it surprising to you that this ended up happening? You know, all day on Wednesday, it kind of went back and forth. I was in contact with officials on both sides and there was optimism and then there wasn't. And so, hmm. uh, you know, but but from all accounts, the the two sides are very, very close on salary and wages. And really it's some other issues that are related to what they call the common good, where uh, they still have not, uh, the district refuses to basically bargain on those issues. Uh, And and that includes things like uh, using facilities for homeless families, um, dictating a process for school closures, Hmm. and even things like what type of trees to plant and landscaping. So- Around uh, like climate concerns. Yes, correct. Like drought resistant and fire resistant trees. So uh, the district is basically saying we are focused on teachers. We are focused on paying them uh, a historic raise and uh, and keeping them and and retaining them Mm. and recruiting them with more money. 
And uh, so that's where we're, we're seeing the divide right now. But by all accounts, they're very, very close on on salary and benefits. It's it's other issues that are getting in the way. So talk to me a little bit about salaries. You know, in previous years, um, one of the big arguments has been that Oakland teachers are like below um, other urban districts. Have Oakland teachers been able to, you know, win enough salary increases so that they're, you know, at least closer to like kind of the median teacher salary? Yeah. So according to the district, um, the offer on the table uh, would give teachers uh, a 13 to 22 percent raise. Depending on their like seniority. Correct. And and then other people in the bargaining unit, like counselors and psychologists and nurses and others would get at least a 10 percent raise plus a five thousand dollar one time uh, bonus. So um, and this is this is historic. It would actually put the teachers above the regional average in salary. Hmm. What about the other people who were part of this bargaining unit, but who are not uh Oakland teachers per se, so like the counselors and the librarians and the nurses. Um, Is that one of the sticking points here too, is sort of like teachers versus the other uh, people who are represented by the Oakland uh, union? Yeah, initially, yes. Um, There were concerns that the the huge pay increases were only for tenured teachers and not for, say, emergency credential teachers or very beginning teachers or some of the other uh, staff, like counselors. Uh, but the the most recent offer from the district does include a significant pay raise for every uh, one of the 3,000 members in the union. Yeah. Um, in the past, the state has gotten involved in our negotiations, right? Uh, state school superintendent Tony Thurman has come in to play a role, at least did in the last um, set of big negotiations. Is that something that's on the table here, too? Yeah, so so uh, Superintendent Thurman, as well as the county superintendent, um, Castro, they have been at the table. They have only been there as observers, not in an official capacity. But once the strike kicked off yesterday, Superintendent Tony Thurman uh, offered both sides to be an official mediator uh, to hammer out a deal. Um, typically, you would only see mediators at the table once they've completed the bargaining process, which would include fact-finding and impasse. So they're sort of skipping around that process to bring in the mediators, uh, given the fact that they're on strike right now. Yeah. Um, Aaron Baldessari, you know, oftentimes people might hear about you as our housing affordability reporter. You cover lots of stuff, but how do you see the school's issues and particularly the strike kind of intersecting with the stuff that you normally cover? That is to say, the incredibly high cost of housing um, in the East Bay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge reality, you know, Median home prices, median rent prices are some of the highest in the country here in Oakland. Um, That makes it very difficult for people, you know, even with these uh, proposed raises to be able to afford rent, to be able to afford housing. And certainly we've seen a lot of inflation and a lot of uh, rent growth, even despite the pandemic, even despite, you know, the slowdown in the economy. Um, So, you know, that's a huge reality for teachers. Um, And, you know, some of the other things that they're they're trying to argue for like repurposing vacant school buildings for services or housing for people, for students and families experiencing homelessness. You know, that is a a huge issue in Oakland and in the Bay area. Um, You know, I think the district is saying they can't solve every large societal problem. Mm -hmm. The union is saying they want to see more done. Um, And it's just, you know, it's a reality that I think is bigger than one district that, 
you know, the state um, should be looking into. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's really a question of, of resources and how much resources can be provided for districts for these kinds of issues and also yeah. for cities and, and also from the state. Jill Tucker, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what we may have learned from like the L.A. teacher strike and kind of what seems like, you know, the the support for labor generally right now in the country and particularly here in the Bay. Yeah, uh, you know, I think the the Oakland strike is is really following in the footsteps of the, of the three day strike in L.A. That was also uh, a labor complaint strike. And uh, and and they basically after they were on strike for three days and on the fourth day, they had an agreement um, after state and other officials came to the table mm -hmm. um, and and their contract includes a lot of the same things, you know, in significant increases in pay. But they were also arguing for uh, common good items, uh, a little different than what Oakland is asking, but but lower class sizes um, and and having committees and other things look at um, the needs of, of students, you know, but whether they're homeless or English learners or uh, black students. So the, all of these issues are coming about, I think, uh, after the pandemic. Uh, there's a lot of needs in classrooms, whether mm. they're mental health needs, um, other things. And I think a lot of these issues are boiling over. Uh, teachers have had a lot on their plates. Mm. Uh, parents have had a lot on their plates. And uh, we're also looking at financial situations of districts like Oakland, where they're, they're struggling uh, to figure out how they're going to pay the bills in the future. But all of these things are coming together and creating a lot of very tense situations. I would be very surprised if the LA and Oakland strikes are the last we see. Hmm. And uh, as we move forward, there's there's just so much need out there, so much tension, uh, yeah. a little bit of anger, a lot of frustration. Yeah. We are talking about the Oakland teacher strike started yesterday morning. We're joined by Jill Tucker, the K through 12 education reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm going to say goodbye to Aaron Baldessari, housing affordability reporter with KQED, who's been covering the strike for us and get back to work. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you. We would love to hear from you. Are you a student or a parent at OUSD? Are you sending your kids to school? You know, after the break, we're going to have board president Mike Hutchinson, and we're also going to have a representative uh, from the negotiating team on the, on the teacher side. We would love to hear from you if you have questions for them as well. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. The email is forum at kqed.org. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, KQD Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.
Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about the Oakland teacher strike, which started yesterday morning. Earlier, we were joined by Aaron Baldessari, KQED's Aaron Baldessari. Uh, we still have Jill Tucker, K-12 education reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle on the line. And we're going to start layering in some more guests here. Samia Katab is the school librarian at Franklin Elementary and part of the negotiating team for the union. Welcome, Samia. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, we'd just love to hear it in your words. Like, why why the strike? Well, we are on strike because we are feeling that the district is not negotiating with us in good faith. And we really need them to come to the table with proposals that not only address compensation, but address the issues that make our teachers. Uh, we've, we've had teachers leave in the middle of the day and certainly pay is a part of that. But they're also leaving our district because they don't have the supports that they need. So we're talking about counselors in our schools. We're talking about more nurses. We're talking about um, uh, a SPED department that really addresses... What SPED? Kind of SPED, sorry, special education. We have 25% of our students in Oak Oakland hold individualized education plans. Mm. Um, and these are students with a lot of need. Um, and so our big bargaining team, this is a revolutionary team that we have. We have 50 members on our team that put forward 20 proposals that are addressing things that we have heard from our educators, from our parents, from our students. These are the needs that we have in our schools that need to be addressed. And it's not just about compensation. Yeah. Um, what's been your experience just as, a, as an individual within the Oakland school system? Well, I've been, uh, I started as a teacher in OUSD in 2008. Um, and, you know, we've, this is not the first time, as you mentioned, that we've been on strike. Um, we have pretty deep systemic issues, but we also have a lot of educators that are very committed to the communities that they serve. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's why I'm here. And that's why I continue to be here. My school is five minutes away from my home. I see my students in my neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm. and I want to continue to be, uh, part of our teaching community here. Yeah. Um, but we can, we need to do better. And the district knows that they need to do better. Now it's a matter of them making that movement towards settling a fair agreement so that our teachers can go back to their classrooms and back to the work that we love to do and are committed to doing. Yeah, you know, on some of those asks outside of salary and compensation, is that is that unprecedented? Like, have there been earlier agreements that y'all have had with the school district that did try and address some of these things? Or are these kind of new things you bring to the table? No, these are not uh, new things. So our articles are about class size. We've got hours of work. We're talking about nurses. We have proposals for a special education. Um, I am bringing language about teacher librarians. So currently we had, um, you know, one sentence in our contract about librarians mm -hmm. uh, that didn't address our staffing issues. We have... I am one of two credentialed librarians in our entire district of 81 schools. Oh, it wow. is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
you know, we're bringing forth things that we need. And when we look at our neighboring districts, SFUSD was able to get in their contract years ago, uh, secondary librarians, uh, secondary teacher librarians. Mm -hmm. Um, LAUSD was able to do that in 2019. We see districts surrounding us that um, don't even have uh, that in their contract, language in their contract, but they have committed to that because that's that's what they know mm. our students need. We cannot talk about literacy and not have fully function, fully functioning and professionally staffed libraries. Mm. Thanks for that. Samia uh, Katab is a school librarian at Franklin Elementary and part of the negotiating team uh, for the union in Oakland. Um, let's bring in a caller, Tom in Mountain View. Welcome. Hi there. Hey, go ahead. So I just wanted to call in and say that listening to some of the things that the union is looking for here are great examples of people using collective power to hold institutions accountable for some of the societal problems that we see uh, and a great way to show that, you know, working collectively uh, is, you know, a powerful tool. And the things that, you know, the union is talking about, like housing, uh, you know, environmental concerns, these affect everybody and they affect children and they affect the ability of people to get an education. So I just wanted to call in and say mm-hmm. that I totally support what the union is looking for. But also that it's very cool that these are some of the things that they're thinking about. It's not just about money, not just about people's salaries and compensation. It's about making the world better. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tom, uh, thanks so much for for that call. Appreciate your perspective. Um, Let's add in another guest. Uh, Mike Hutchinson, president of the Oakland Board of Education. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Mike, how do you see what has happened so far? Like, how do you see this strike? Well, I'm very disappointed we're in this situation. Um, We've been negotiating for months. Uh, Over the last week, we've been negotiating every day. Um, And at the end of Wednesday, uh, OEA cut off negotiations and went on strike. Um, Currently, the district has a proposal on the table that's combined close to $70 million. Um, We've worked really hard as a district to get to this point. Uh, It's been the, uh, the goal of the district for a long time, or not for a long time, for over a year. Um to uh, settle a historic contract with our teachers union and to prioritize compensation in that contract. And the only way we can finish this and have a contract in place is through negotiations. Hmm. How much of a sticking point have the common good proposals uh, been? Some of these other things that uh, Samia was just talking about. Well, we've been negotiating every day and until uh, the end of Wednesday when negotiations were cut off, I thought we were on track to have a tentative agreement. You know, many of those items on the common good list are things that we all believe in in Oakland and in OUSD. Um, Most of them, we have policies in place in the district already. We have, I was the co-sponsor of uh, the Black Reparations, I'm sorry, the Reparations for Black Students resolution that we passed in 2021. Uh, In January, the new school board passed a resolution rescinding the school closures. We have a shared governance policy within the district. And so it's really important that we can solve these issues at the negotiating table. And I really want to stress with some of the messaging that's gone out, the district has been negotiating actively with OEA for months. We have not been negotiating 
in bad faith. The district team was authorized last fall for negotiations. That's how we've been able to put a nearly $70 million package on the table. So is is there a deal that has been on the table that you've said no to or yes? Like, is, are, like where well, are we in that process? So we've, we've been we've been negotiating towards a tentative agreement. Got it. Okay. And um, and so my understanding is most of the items that are normally contained within a contract, uh, compensation, work conditions, some of the issues we heard discussed already today, there's near agreement on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's these other issues outside of it that we all believe in. But as a as a school district, especially a school district that's fighting really hard to come out of receivership after 20 years. We have a finite set of resources. We also have oversight from our trustees. And as as a school board, we need to be very careful about our fiduciary responsibility and codifying language in the contract that could put us in a bad situation going forward. So reading between the lines of what you're saying, you worry about essentially agreeing to things that might cost money you don't have in the future. Yes, and and agreeing to things that are really policy decisions that lock us in uh, for the future. Yeah, let's bring in um, another caller. Hey, uh, Sam in Oakland, welcome to the show. Hi, uh, thank you. I, pretty much, I wanted to follow up with what Mike was saying. All the things that teachers are asking is, are amazing, uh, and if we had infinite resources, we can probably provide it. Does the teacher union have some idea about who is going to pay for it? Is it the Oakland property owners are going to be is it eventually on the hook? Um, is that what they, they are looking for? And this is my kids' uh, second strike in four years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are seriously considering just leaving OUSD and, you know, private schools are expensive, mm-hmm. but we will at least have a consistent education. Yeah. Hey, Sam uh, in Oakland, uh, appreciate your uh, concern as a parent there. Um, Samia Katab, um, talk to me about how you see the financial picture for the district and how these proposals um, fit into it, uh, as Sam wants to know. Well, one of the sticking points that we seem to be in right now is around our common good proposals, and um, particularly in this idea of shared decision making. So we've developed these common good proposals based on listening to our parents and our students and our communities. Um, And we've had, we have funding coming from the state level uh, through our community schools act. Um, And so, and, and we've seen in neighboring districts, LAUSD, Richmond, Atomas and Sacramento, San Diego Unified have put this language in their contracts and yet right now we are at a you know i don't want to say a stalemate we are we are in negotiations but they really have stalled because we are waiting for the school board to authorize their own bargaining team to continue to bargain with us in good faith and to continue to talk about these proposals that have been developed through community input and as Director Hutchinson said, you know, these th- these are not new issues. They have come up. They have been discussed at our board meeting, be- meeting, sorry. Um, and so now is the time to really give 
uh, their team the authority to come back to the table with us to discuss this. And in fact, when we talk about shared decision-making, this is a non-monetary item. This is about putting power in the hands of our community to make decisions for their schools. They know what's best. They are in it every single day. They see what happens every single day and they are, they are going to be given a, a, a voice. These are, you know, the voices of our historically underrepresented uh, communities, our black and brown communities. Yeah. You know, Mike, um, I'm hearing uh, Samia say that the board needs to authorize the negotiating team to come to the table to talk about these things. Is is that how you're seeing this, that you have a decision to make as a board to allow the negotiating team to move forward on some of these proposals? Um, the authorizations for this negotiation that we've been in for months were made back in, in the fall. That's how we've been able to negotiate. You know, there's really a, a, a conflict here on, a, on another level. You know, I'm, I'm the democratically elected representative of the community. We've made a lot of changes in OUSD over the last four years, including changing all seven school board directors. And so we're trying to have a contract where we can greatly raise the level of compensation for our teachers here in Oakland. You know, the demand that I've heard for a long time is to at least bring teachers up to a median compared to surrounding districts. Mm-hmm. But we need to be careful when we make these uh, comparisons. Western Contra Costa County, yes, did uh, agree to a new contract for their teachers, but their contract was 14% spread over two years. What we've done, tried to do here in Oakland, is maximize compensation. And these other issues outside of the contract are issues that are the purview of the school board. And so the school board can create more resolutions and board policies like we've done around black reparations, like we've done around shared governance. And I really want to point out when we talk about shared governance, that's what we have now. That means shared governance between all of our stakeholders and all of our six uh, labor partners, not just through one contract. Um, We have a bunch of comments coming in as well, mostly from parents, um, I would say. Uh, you know, one writes in to say, Aaron writes in to say, I'm the parent of a 10th grader at Skyline High and a college freshman who went through OUSD K through 12. The pay raises in this deal are great, and I'm incredibly frustrated with this strike. It's at least the third or fourth strike my kids have experienced, and we supported strikes every time. Oakland teacher pay was lower than average, but this deal actually bumps pay in a big way. I cannot wait until my kid graduates and we can be done with this show. Um. Sammy, you know, we have a bunch of comments coming in from parents who are like, yay, we're happy the teachers are getting more money in this deal and are really seeing things more through that like financial lens rather than the the common good proposals that you've been talking about. Like, what's the case that you would make to uh, those parents who are seeing things that way? Well, I'm a parent, too. My daughter is a fourth grader uh, at Melrose Leadership Academy and OUSD school. And as a parent, we want the best schools for our kids. We want the best for them always. And this is what we are bargaining for. Everything that we are asking for, our 20 proposals, all address a vision for quality education in Oakland Unified. 
And I understand a strike is disruptive. You know, we really, for for weeks now, we've been saying, I think we can avert a strike. I think we can get a tentative agreement. We went into, we started really sort of marathon bargaining uh, last Tuesday. And I was telling our members here at my site that, you know, we would likely reach an agreement. And we are not there. And in fact, mm. we are sure. I agree. We have really moved on compensation. Um, there are certain parts of the proposal, particularly the salary co collapse, that are going to be huge for Oakland educators. We had years in our salary schedule where you were making the same amount of money for eight years, and both the district and OEA put forth proposals to collapse our schedule. So there are wins in compensation. Collapse Everybody, is a good thing in this case. Yeah. It's a great thing. But, and that's the but, the but is that is not what this is all about. We can dream for more and we have to continue to do that. And we do that for our students and we do that for our schools and we do that for the city of Oakland. Um, we are talking about the Oakland teacher strike, which started yesterday morning. Of course, it's uh, the all the people represented by that union, so also librarians and counselors and things. Joined by Jill Tucker, K-12 education reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, Samia Katab, a school librarian at Franklin Elementary, who is part of the negotiating team. And Mike Hutchinson, president of the Oakland Board of Education. We're going to get to more of your calls and comments, you know, do you feel the same about this strike uh, as you do strikes in the past? Why or not, why not? Maybe give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. Have you taught in OUSD? What do you want us all to know? You can give us a call. Number is 866-733-6786. You can email forum at kqed.org or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're KQED Forum. I'm Alexis Madrid. We're going to be back uh, with more from parents and other people involved in the Oakland teacher strike. Stay tuned for more. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about the Oakland teacher strike started yesterday. Joined by Jill Tucker, K-12 education reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle. Samia Katab, school librarian at Franklin Elementary, part of the negotiating team for the union. As well as Mike Hutchinson, president of the Oakland Board of Education. Earlier we were joined by Aaron Baldessari, a reporter here at KQED. I want to add a couple of other very involved uh, district parents. Lakeisha Young is a parent uh, of OUSD students and founder and executive director of the Oakland Reach. Welcome, Lakeisha. Thank you for having me. And we also have Picolia Manigo, parent of two children in Oakland Public Schools and co-executive director of the Bay Area Parent Leadership Action Network. Also ran for school board. Welcome, Picolia. Good morning. Um... Nicole, we have uh, some a, a lot of comments coming in from parents. Uh, I was just going to read you one, and then I thought maybe you could sort of lay out your your perspective and like what you would say to this parent. Um, well, listener writes in, I'm a longtime Oakland Unified parent with multiple kids at different schools. I am also a mental health professional serving kids of OUSD. I supported the 2019 strike, but not this one. The Oakland Teachers Union is a toxic and misguided organization. There are thousands of families who've lost patience with their methods. Given that the district and union are aligned on salary, there's absolutely no reason our kids should not be in school while they continue to discuss other things. Um, what do you say to a listener uh, like this, someone who is, is going through this as a parent and also you know, has worked with kids in the schools? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely empathize with everyone. I wish we weren't here as well. I, I, I do want to point out, though, you know, direct, President Mike Hutchison mentioned that these are these common good demands are really, um, you know, policy issues, right? And and I want to highlight that actually we have policies on all these issues. What's happening is that our district refuses to implement them, um, and it's not just about um, you know money per se. It's about the willpower. It's about the consistency. And these are the things that not only our parents across the district seeing inconsistent implementation of mental health, inconsistent implementation of literacy, inconsistent implementation of, of state law. I mean, we have a petition going right now about the fact that district made um, an abrupt decision around SPED students um, that really causes a lot of harm. And so I, I, I asked to Oakland, if we already have board policies on the docket that have been passed and our teachers union is pushing to be accountable to them, isn't that what we want? Isn't that the kind of society, the California, the kind of Oakland that we want a teachers union that's saying, hey, we want to be accountable to what's on the books already. We want to be accountable to pushing beyond um, just our compensation. And so I get confused as a city uh, what we're saying when we say forget the common good bargaining demands, because when we're out running for school board, these are the issues that parents bring up to us. These are the issues students bring up to us. And I, I would prefer, in my opinion, to have a union that's saying we want to be accountable. We want to be able to push and trailblaze. Um, and, and I think we're we're getting lost in the inconvenience of workers saying enough is enough. 
and not sticking to the vision of what does a community school district need to look like. And that means it has to push beyond the constraints of just what has been and what we have to go to the place of what could be. Um, and so that that's my perspective. I'm not saying that um, change and pushing for equity to be real in our schools is going to be always pretty. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone is going to support it, but I do think that it's really hard for some of us who really believe in um, this being a community school district to kind of say we don't want our teachers to fight to be accountable to board policy that's currently on the books. Mm. Lakeisha Young, why don't you just talk to Pacolia about what she just said? Oh, okay. I will talk to you. <laughs> cool. Um, well, first I want to say this. I'm listening to Pacolia, but what I did not hear a response about in terms of what the parents said was striking, right? Um, I think that there's a conversation about what um, certain Oaklanders or folks want in the common goods list. And the reason why I say certain is because I've ran Oakland Reach for several years and I've never gotten an email or a call to talk to our few hundred families in the flatlands about what we think and what we feel. And I wonder if that's because we can disagree or we have differing views. So before, you know, Mike Hutchinson, I definitely want to correct there before saying all Oakland, all OUSD, there's been many folks who have not been included. I think the parent who left the comment mentioned striking and the frustration around this. And this is where it really started for us. I think this conversation about the common goods list and all of those pieces sound fine and, and valuable conversations for discussion. It's just hard to reconcile why they become the hill we die on to have our kids out of school and not learning. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. That's one. I would also um, add to that you know, these issues are not going to get solved between now and the end of the school year. So are we going to just be out between now and the end of the school year? Because the issues that are being raised are pretty deep, longstanding and complicated. And I think Kyla made a good point with that. So when does this end? Right. Do do our kids come back to school? Do we continue the conversation or do we just run this through and run this into the next school year? So I feel like this is what parents are saying. They're saying, why do my kid have to why does my kid have to be out of school hmm. for these conversations amongst adults to happen? The last thing I'll add is back in October 2022, Megan Bajagalupi and I from California Parent Power we're, we're trying to get a parent resolution on the board to approve a parent resolution to have parents involved in the collective bargaining process. Now you mm -hmm. understand why. Because when these seven months of backdoor negotiations, which most of us have no idea what's happening in those conversations and, and, and who's right or who's wrong, I believe that they both made mistakes. There's no way you can bargain and only one side didn't show up or didn't make good decisions. So this holy grail stuff is just this, it's, it's just too much. But the mm -hmm. point is, if these backdoor negotiations can't stay in the back door and they come into my front door and I'm being asked to keep my son home for some obscene number of days, then parents are going to have to have an ability 
absent of the district, absent of the union, to understand how this agreement and this collective bargaining process goes so that they can engage critically. We all support our teachers. Reach has been very clear that we want our teachers to be paid well, but we do not agree with striking and pulling them out of school so that we can have conversations about the common good. I don't believe it's a common good to have our kids out of school. Um, we've got a comment from another OUSA teacher and member of the OEA bargaining team. Um, Amara writes in to say, I would like to comment about my experience bargaining, bargaining at the table with OUSD. Director Hutchinson mentioned OUSD has been at the table for months. He is right. We've had several meetings with them. But for the past nine days since we authorized the strike, we as a bargaining team have spent many hours waiting for a full proposal package and productive bargaining sessions with OUSD. Over the weekend, we were up until after midnight waiting for OUSD to show up. This whole week, we've been waiting for a complete package that we can work with, and we've been left disappointed. Teachers want to get back to the classroom. We want to be with our students. We need OUSD to come to the table with a serious full proposal. Um, Mike, can you, can you just talk, talk me through you know, what, what it is that they're talk, talking about here, you think? Well, I, I think there's just uh, a lot of messages going around. And so you know, one of the things I, I want to state real clearly is – we, like uh, Ms. Tucker said earlier, um, we didn't even reach impasse in these negotiations. And so the teachers union claimed an unfair labor practice and said that they might strike over that and then chose to strike starting yesterday. I don't understand why we're not still negotiating and at the table. And that's the real problem that we have now that um, the union decided to leave the negotiating t- table to call an unfair labor practice strike. I don't understand why we couldn't keep negotiating into the summer. And if we didn't have agreement in the fall, then maybe we were in this situation. But it's very difficult when um, for to hold our district hostage and to close our schools in the middle of negotiations at the end of the school year. And this now becomes our fifth disrupted school year in a row here in Oakland. And I'm very disappointed that this is the route that was chosen. We've heard today that there's been ongoing negotiations. So it's not that the district hasn't shown up. We need to be back at the table so we can have an agreement. And we need our schools open and we need our students to receive the instruction that they need to receive. Samia Katab, uh, school librarian at Franklin Elementary, part of the negotiating team for OEA. Um, talk to me about your perspective about how this strike is supposed to play out. Like, look, look to the future a little bit. Um, are you coming back to the negotiating table before there's a deal done? Uh, I, I, like, how is this going to work? So our bargaining team has been meeting all week long, um, and we have been waiting. There's a lot of waiting that's been happening. And I do want to clarify a point about um, this idea of backroom deals. There have been no backroom deals. Um, We have been at the table. There's 50 of us in the room. For a while, we had the district's uh, bargaining team with us. Um, and, And I also want to add that You know, I talked about the 20 proposals that we made. Those were all submitted in writing to the district by the end of January. And here we are um, in the beginning of May and all there's a lot of I, I think that signals to me a lack of preparation 
a lack of any sense of urgency. I just heard Director Hutchinson say that we could uh, wait for the fall. No, we need a fair contract now. And we are willing and active partners in the process. We are waiting to return to the table to make this happen. And I agree with Ms. Young. We don't want our, our students to be out of school either. We need to settle a contract, but we need a partner in that process. And, uh, and I encourage Director Hutchinson um, to make the approvals to make that happen, to have our, uh, your, the district's bargaining team return to the table. We're talking about the Oakland teacher strike, which started yesterday, joined by Samia Katab, school librarian at Franklin Elementary and part of the negotiating team for the union, Mike Hutchinson, president of the Oakland Board of Education, Lakeisha Young, founder and executive director of the Oakland Reach, also a parent, and Pacolia Manigo, also a parent and co-executive director of Bay Area Parent Leadership Action Network. This is a fundraising period for KQED Public Radio. For more information about how to support KQED, go to kqed.org. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Jill Tucker, uh, K-12 education reporter, San Francisco Chronicle. You've been listening to this. We've have, we have parents on. We've got the president of the school board. We've got union educators. Um, just w- reflect for me as someone who's reported on these things across different districts. Like, are these Oakland-specific things or are these things that are going on um, across districts right now? Yeah, you know, I definitely think that that these issues are somewhat universal across the Bay Area, across California and the country. Um, there, There is a debate happening right now uh, on the purpose of bargaining and contracts and whether these contracts should, in good, should include these common good proposals. Traditionally, union contracts are about worker pay benefits and working conditions. And that was the reason unions initially started to protect workers. And that is has evolved somewhat um, into this idea that contracts can actually include these other benefits to the community, um, improvement in, in social situations or society ills. Um, and, and I think that really at the core of this and what happens in LA and what's happening in San Francisco or in Oakland right now and, and other districts that are considering it is, you know, really what is the purpose of the contract? And mm-hmm. I think the debate is, should these contracts include things that have traditionally been uh, decided in public meetings um, with public input that are policy decisions that are at the um, in the hands of the elected officials that the voters have put in place? Um, or should be they be codified in in contracts, hmm. uh, you know, with each labor union? And I, I think that 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 is the the issue now. I think in Oakland specifically, however, um, a lot of this is about money uh, because the common good items do cost a lot. Uh, not all of them, but uh, many of them include increases in staffing, uh, resources for students. Whether it's you know again. Uh, looking at school closure process, uh, you know, that does have money attached to it. So there, in Oakland, uh, the district's finances are a big part of it. Uh, that might not be the case in, in, in some other districts. Uh, but really, we're, we're debating in Oakland, what is it that we want contracts to do? Yeah, yeah. Let's bring in another caller. Heather, uh, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Heather. Um, 
Hi. I um, admire the teachers so much. Uh, the fact that they're striking means that their working conditions are not hospitable. I tried to work in a district that needed help, and I didn't make it. And it was because I had a nervous breakdown. It is really hard to go to work every day and do your best. I was working around the clock. It was Im- I am not proud of it. It is a failure in my life. These teachers would not be striking unless they needed more for their students. And what they're asking for isn't extra. It is our future, and people need to get behind it. Work is more than pay. Thanks so much, Heather, for your perspective. Lakeisha Young, um, what, what's your, your kind of like closing statement here as we, we come to the end of the hour about how people should uh, be seeing the, the current state of the district? We're not in a good position. Our kids can't read or do math. And after all, this is this will pass. Every three to four years we go through this, we keep striking, we keep going through this. We've had three strikes in a year. And I just want to name that one of those strikes had nothing to do with an agreement. So this striking has become excessive, right? So when someone says that they're striking because they need to, I I am not am to agree with that. I think we are in a district where um, the inequities around whose education is protected, right? And who keeps advancing are growing deeper, even today as we speak. Um. So I'm really, and I don't see anything. I will go back to close out to say, what are the common goods? What are the demands around us coming together to make sure our kids could read or do math? Kids who are actually able to read or do math have such a better shot in life. And our kids are not on that track. So it was also very disappointing to see that like, we're talking about a lot of things, but our kids' academic outcomes are just kind of off the table. Um, so that's what I'm really left with. Um, and what I want to leave is like, are we really negotiating for what's best for kids? Um, is this supposed to be sort of a trickle down sort of scenario? Um, is there something in there that directly keeps us accountable as adults for making sure our babies can learn and have a shot at life? Um, I think that's, that's a big one that I think I will close there. Thank you, Lakeisha Young. Um, Really appreciate all of our guests for the, the work they do for Oakland Kids. I, I, I really do think you all are, want the best for people, and I think a lot of our callers uh, and, and uh, commenters have, have felt the same way. So I appreciate all that you're doing. I know it's a, it's a tough time. We have been talking about the Oakland teacher strike. We've been joined this morning by Lakeisha Young, the founder and executive director of the Oakland Reach. Pacolia Manigo, parent of two children in Oakland Public Schools and co-executive director of Bay Area Parent Leadership Action Network. Mike Hutchinson, thanks for taking time out. President of the Oakland Board of Education. And Samia Katab, school librarian at Franklin Elementary School, part of the negotiating team with the union. As well as Jill Tucker, K-12 education reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you so much to all of you. Um, I hope we brought some light to uh, some of these questions. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead with Mina Kim. Funds for the production of KQED's Forum are provided by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, the Germanicos Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. 
Set ten years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.